in Seattle. Seattle. You need to buy yourself a home. We'll be right there for you. Because we're the realtors that you can trust. So go to RodandGunsitDown.com. Don't go anywhere unless you want to. It's the Ron and Don Show, starring Ron and Don, and sometimes me, at ronanddon.com. Hey, you guys, what's going on? Welcome to episode 640 now of the Ron and Don Show, and we are back here live in the Les Schwab studio. What is up, Ron and Don Nation? Listen up. Cause Radio is happening right now. As you're listening to this, we need you, and we're running out of time. we got to get all this done before November 11th. We know that groceries are expensive, you guys. So if you have a little extra this holiday season, Les Schwab, there are 84 locations. They need you, and they need everybody that's part of the Ron and Don Nation. To jump in the rig, head to Les Schwab. First, head to the store. Buy some non-perishable items. Drop those off. And you can even go to a website that I'll tell you about here in a moment. Yeah, so it's the annual food drive for Western Washington. People that are having food insecurity uh, turn to uh, uh, this lifeline to them. And we have teamed up with Les Schwab. All you need to do, as Don said, when you're at the store, buy some extra stuff. Put it in a bag and then stop off at your local Les Schwab. A lot of times they're very close to like a Fred Meyer. And so you can just pop in there and they will take the bag from you. You can give them cash if they, if you prefer that. But they really rely on the Ron and Don Nation every year uh, to help get the food bank filled in. All of the food stays in our local communities and all of the cash donated stays in the local communities to give food to people that really need some help this time of year. Yeah. Ron and Don forward slash. No, leschwab.com slash Ron and Don. What is it? Leschwab.com yep. yep. slash Ron and Don. Gives you actually. Forward slash, right? Yeah, it gives you uh, the locations nearest you. Yeah. So do that. And then you have an opportunity to stop by, drop off some. And, and I'll tell you, I'm, I'm doing this in the next 48 hours. I have a flat tire. I'm taking it to Les Schwab over in Ballard. I expect they're going to fix the tire, and they usually do it for free, whether you're their spokesperson or not. Don usually goes, don't you know who I am? Always, yeah, and they don't. <laughs> they're like, no, who are you, idiot? Uh, there's a Trader Joe's over there. I go over to the Trader Joe's. I'll buy some food. I'll do that with my son because it's the power of doing something as a family. Uh, we'll pick those things out. We'll talk about how grateful we are that we can give. We'll put those things in a cart. We'll take a picture of it. We put it online. So you'll see it online on my pages to encourage other people to do so. So that would be really helpful, you guys, on your social media following. Wherever you go, take a picture of it. Talk about what we're doing. We're fighting hunger with Les Schwab. It's for the Food Lifeline, which helps 300 food organizations for people that have food insecurity throughout Washington State. So you're helping people all over the state. A lot of your money is going to stay right here in Western Washington and your food as well. And they're going to help distribute it. So we're very, very grateful. One of the reasons why Les Schwab stays with our podcast year in and year out and on the radio is because of you. And anytime we talk about this, you go out and you do this. We need you to do it because last year... It was hard to get people out. They came on the podcast and boom, instantly they saw a real difference in their stores. And if you if you go in the store and you see the bins are empty, take a picture of it. Put it online so people can see. Shame the hell out of them. 
Nothing wrong with that. Cause Radio, LesSchwab.com. Find a location near you. And uh, my son and I are going to do that in the next uh, 48 hours and stop by our Les Schwab location in Ballard. Coming up on this episode, 640 episodes, is it time, and we're sitting here on a sunny day, but the past couple days sure weren't sunny. Uh, and I just, I had some things happen where I was really starting to just get pissed off at life and pissed off at winter. Uh, is it time to write a letter to winter? Maybe it's time for me to do that. Also, what about a refund when it comes to a date? You go out on a date, you spent some money. It is very, very expensive to go out to a restaurant right now. You think about the time and energy. Maybe you bought some clothes. You put some gas in your rig. Maybe you Ubered. That $9 Uber fare is now 35 even if you're just going up the street. Chances are a lot of times guys end up paying for gals and you get there and their pictures don't match or they're running late. And as a result of that, uh, the salmon's cold or whatever is you order. Is, is it okay in dating culture now to maybe ask for a refund and say, hey, you know what? Uh, here's my Venmo. Hit me up. <laughs> Before we get to that, though, let's get to this soft saving, Ron. What is it and why are people doing this? This, is, this, this seems to be a trend right now, right? Yeah, so there, there's this concept. That it, everything needs to get a little label nowadays. The label is soft saving. Basically, what it means is that you're not saving. Uh, there is this cultural movement, and we've talked a little bit about this before, but a cultural movement of... I don't want to wait till I'm 67 to do anything. Uh, I want to do stuff now. And so instead of saving every penny and every dime so that when I retire, then I'm going to go to Europe, then I'm going to uh, travel to these destinations, then I'm going to get uh, a van life, then I'm going to play golf more, whatever your, your then is, uh, there's this new movement to say, I'm still going to save, but I'm going to take part of that savings and do stuff now. Uh, and it's soft saving. So in, in, instead of having this gigantic 401k, it's a smaller 401k, uh, but I'm, I'm going to take a trip t- this year. I'm going to buy a motorcycle this year. I'm going to do wh- whatever that thing is for. I'm taking a cruise now. Um, and it seems to really resonate with people um, right now. And, and I know for me, I've had, so I, I have three or four situations in my life right now the people that have either lost a loved one that's around my age uh, or someone is is approaching uh, the end of their life around my age. And um, it's really driven home to me that and we always say this cliche, but for it's becoming more and more real. Now, nothing's guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, there is no guarantee uh, that you get X number of years. And just because both of my parents are in their 80s doesn't mean that I'm going to be in my 80s. And, and so this concept to me makes a lot of sense. Uh, I, I have never gone on an adventure where a year later when I'm telling the story that I, it even crossed my mind to go, boy, that trip cost me $2,000 or that experience was more expensive than I thought. Or man, you should have seen how much it costs for admission to do this thing. Those thoughts never enter my mind. What enters my mind is, wow, when I went to Cuba, I did this. Or when Don and I are going to go diving, remember that, uh, you know, remember our boat captain, he was hilarious, whatever. I remember that. I don't remember how much each dive cost. 
And, and so I think that in a nutshell is soft savings. Um, it's really difficult, I think, if you were raised with a sense of financial insecurity and you've always had anxiety maybe about losing a job or getting ahead, this concept, I think, can be really scary. Yeah. I, I, have, to, I have to say, and, and when, when I was reading this and, and over the past couple of weeks and months, I've been thinking a lot about now that my son has gone from 12 to 13, you get in those years where he's starting to grow. We're starting to have lots of things in common. We're having a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun just in mundane things. Uh, it's really cool to be downstairs and we watched a, he likes watching 30 for 30s now, right? Cool. So, so he's like, let's watch another 30 for 30. So we watched the, the one the other night on uh, Al Davis and Pete, uh, Pete Rosella. Have you watched that one? Years ago, but it was a good one. Yeah. So we sat there and we watched that. I was down folding some laundry and I heard his electric guitar come on upstairs. And he started playing electric guitar a couple months ago. He's going to the School of Rock. The School of Rock is not inexpensive. Like, it, it's, it, it's, it's expensive to go to the School of Rock. Along with that, uh, he, the way that he learns, he needs some help. And I don't want the help to always be from me. And I know how to play guitar. I've given guitar lessons before, but it's good for him to have other teachers and mentors. So he sees Taylor at the School of Rock. And the cool thing is he goes there on a Tuesday and plays and has his lesson. And then on Saturday, you uh, you get with your band. You're assigned to a band. So he's playing in a band. He has like a, a 12-year-old girl rock drummer. <laughs> That's awesome. So so anyway, it, it, it's costing money now to do that. And my mentality has always been, I'm going to save up this pool of money. And then when he's 18, I'm going to have this pool of money. And then I'm going to spend that money on his college education, right? And I've really begun to look at college differently. I wonder if college is for him. I wonder if vocation is for him. I wonder if he'll be an entrepreneur. Uh, I went to college, and then when we got our first radio gigs, uh, we I dropped out of college in order to do morning drive and market number four and be a sideline reporter for Al Davis and the Oakland Raiders. College couldn't have taught me that, and I'm a very good informal learner like Ron is, but I always had straight A's. I got scholarships, presidential scholarships, got accepted in scholarships to great schools. And there's my ego talking. And I always wanted to go to Notre Dame and those places. And I keep that letter of acceptance in a drawer to, to remember that in my nightstand. Uh, and, and at the same time, it's like, you know what? And I was talking to a friend of mine about this the other day. His son's 15. It's like, it's time to release the Kraken. It's time to spend that money now. We went to multiple Mariner games this year, especially down the stretch, and we had a ball. And when he was younger, he didn't really understand it, and now he does, and he loves it. It's expensive to do that, to, yeah, to, 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 to go to one Mariner game, let alone, I think we went to five down the stretch. To go to a Kraken game is expensive to do. Living in the city of Seattle is, is expensive. Getting in an Uber, going to a nice restaurant, hiring a tutor. Ron was kind enough to, to connect me with a really great friend of his the other day that's going to help tutor my son in, in some algebra and some other areas. And it's like, it's time to spend that money now. And I was even thinking about our trip in the spring, and it's like, I, 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 I am going to have to make some financial moves that I wasn't planning on making right now that I was planning on making when he was 18 and all the study and then reading that I've done about him 
if you're gonna, instead of spending all that money on college, spend that money now. If you're gonna send your child to private school because you feel like they'll fall through the cracks, do it when they're in junior high, do it when they're in high school. Sending them to a private school sometimes by the time they get to college, it, 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 it can be too late. Is it a battle for you? Do you feel like you're battling previous, like your, yes. the way you were raised? Because everything you the said. The beliefs that you were taught? Yes. And is there yes. guilt with that? Or do you have you shaken it? No, you know what? I, I, I know that these are conclusions I have to, I've had to come my, to myself. I know that these conclusions might involve selling a piece of real estate that I was going to sell when he was 18. And I think I'm probably going to go ahead and, and sell that piece of real estate now. And it's going to help fuel as uh, we make decisions now about high school and other things. Because it's, it's, it's very, very expensive, even even as healthcare, because uh, I'm an entrepreneur, is it's well over just for him $1,000 a month. It's, it's so expensive. And so that, that adds up every month. But it, but but because I have the resources, it's time to spend that on him now. But that is not natural for me. That is not natural. And it's time to have those experiences now. It's time for us to all go diving now because I have saved and I have worked and I've worked very, very hard. But if I wait till I'm 18... He's he's gonna have other friends, other places to go, and other things that he wants. You're not to do. 18. I thought you were 18. <laughs> Did I say 18 when he turns 18? So <laughs> so 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 anyway, it's 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 it, this soft saving thing. I still have a lot saved up, and I'm ready for the future. But I think I'm ready to spend some of that now, and that is hard for me. That's hard. We will see you on the other side of this, and let's talk about uh, if you go on a date and it doesn't go well, and you spend all the money, can you ask for a refund next? Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's Ron and Don here for Les Schwab. And guess what? It's the summer driving season, so that probably means that you want to take your boat somewhere. Yeah, or maybe you want to take your travel trailer, your Jayco, the little pop-up, whatever it is. A lot of times when they're driving, we think of things on four wheels, but not the other thing on two, four, or eight wheels. And that could be your travel trailer or your boat trailer or your ATV trailer. Guess what? Les Rob has you covered this summer. Yeah, right, we Ron? told you about the free pre-trip safety check. Take your boat trailer in there. There's nothing worse than getting a flat or problem with, with the boat on the back. We had a boat fly off a trailer when I was a kid. It was a disaster. So go to Les Schwab right now. Set that up. You can schedule your appointment in advance at leschwab.com or stop by any location. That's Les Schwab, where they've been doing the right thing since 1952. Hey, you guys, what's going on? It's Don. Now, listen to me. I had a neighbor walk up the street and say to me the other day, hey, we're interested in having you sell our home, but it seems like this is a bad time to sell a home, and we need the money from our home to leave Queen Anne, Washington, and we're going to Mexico, and we're taking our dog that we found in Mexico, Poncho, we're taking him back home, and that's where we're going to live from now on. What's crazy is... The gentleman that owns that house used to own the house that I'm sitting in. They sold me this house, right? Anyway, I had some good news for them, and I had to tell them, hey, it's the summer months. You want to sell in the fall? The market is actually very good right now for sellers. But your home must be dialed in, and Ron, you must do your work in this marketplace right now. And if you do 
sellers, you will be rewarded, right? Yeah, and it all starts with a Ron and Don sit down. No obligation. It's free of charge. It's on Zoom. It's about half an hour. Email me directly, ron at ronandon.com or go to the website, ronandonsitdown.com. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don show. Uh, you go on a date. I haven't gone on a lot of dates lately because I'm just kind of dating my son. Uh, and as I said before, we're, we're having a lot of fun when I have though, in the past, I'm kind of old school. I do like to pay. Uh, if somebody offers to pay, I always say no. Even if I take a friend out, I like to pay. I like to treat them. Ron is really great about that. He, he treats me, treats myself and my son a lot, uh, which I really appreciate. He's very kind. Uh, I have other friends that are, you know, if we're going out, we just, we just kind of always split the bill. But 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 on a date, I, I I like to pay. Some people think that's old school. Some people think it's chivalrous. Some people think it's misogynistic. Ron, what say you? And if the date doesn't go well, uh, should you be asking someone to hit up your Venmo if you paid for all of it and you want a refund? <laughs> this is a really interesting article. Uh, it's a little bit more nuanced than that. So what they're saying is a new trend. In that they in the article it says it's mostly with younger people, so people probably thirty and, and younger. Where they set up the first date, uh, they go on the first date, and then this is, I think, key. During the date, and the, it's it, and the article saying it's guys towards girls, the traditional roles. During the date, the woman is acting like she's having a good time. The woman is leading the person to believe that a second date is possible. And whatever that means to While you. While eating all the escargot and ordering right. a third chocolate martini. <laughs> And so then in modern dating culture, you don't ask for the second date while on the first date. The way it's supposed to go is in the the way that's in air quotes. um, The man pays for this first date. Then, uh, and I was just reading, listening to an advice columnist about this. Within 24 hours, the woman is supposed to text. And say, again, if you're 30 and under, woman's going to text and say, hey, I had a great time. Thank you for the date. Some sort of show of gratitude. Then the guy can initiate, I had a great time too. Let's go on a second date. All right? So that's kind of the the in, unwritten rules who's of paid? modern dating. Now, who's pay, who paid for the first? Now, the man paid for the first date. Okay. So there's this new trend that if the female then says, not interested in date number two. Cordial, thank you, had a great time. Not interested in date number two. That there is a group of guys now that then send a Venmo request to say, no harm, no foul. Uh, I'd like you to pay for half of the first date. And so they just look at whatever it costs them on that date number one. And then they don't say pay for the whole date. Mm. They say the date was $77. Here's a bill for half. Yeah. And um, the reaction to this is crazy. So there are some women that are like, I was so offended and I deleted his message and I blocked him and yeah. how dare you? And other people are saying, hey, if you want, if you're saying you're a feminist and into equality, then it, that should be equality for everything. Wow. That should be equality for paying bills. Yeah. That should be equality on the date. Mm. You should offer to do this. And if you're leading him to believe you're having a good time and that he should ask for a second date, then you should pay. Or on the first date, just say, hey, this is our first date. I have a policy to just go half and half on the first date. Yeah. Uh, the, the woman needs to step up and not expect um, traditional ro- roles in some things 
and modern roles in others. So in other words, if you expect the man to pay, then don't expect him to be um, equitable across the board. Like if you're going to be a true feminist, true feminist would say it's 50-50 straight across the board. Yeah. Number one, I think that's probably right. Number two, I could never do it. Number three, I just see it as the cost of doing business. <laughs> Some cost. Yeah, and, and, and usually I still always pay, even if there's a fourth or fifth date. I, I do have to say, I have not had a woman make dinner for me in years. Uh, I don't have a lot of women offer to pay anything. Uh, I usually end up paying if someone's making dinner. It's usually me. And I usually carry that load. And, and I have to say, the, the, I, don't, I don't use dating apps anymore, and I haven't for a long time. Uh, because, so if you see someone out there, it's not me. It's someone else. Uh, because it's, it's so easy when, when something happens with someone. Because you, you look at the stages of dating just like the stages of marriage. You're going to hit, hit some rough patches. Nobody works through that. They just ghost and they move on to the next person and they, and they hit swipe. So what, what I've noticed is I think I have enough people that I know in my friend and relationship group that, I, that, I, that if I want to date or go out with a friend, you know, we, we have that connection. But I, but I have to say, and if women are listening to this, if, if, if there's an expectation on your part in your old school, and I get that, that it's nice to still have a man open your door and invite you to dinner and take you to a nice restaurant and do the driving and pick you up and all that. It, it would be really nice too if you, if you like that traditional stuff. Uh, and I don't know if that's traditional. It'd be really nice to like. No one ever invites me over to their place to to make dinner or anything. It's always if they come over here, I, I'm making dinner, I'm entertaining, I feel like I'm doing all the output. Uh, so so what these guys are doing, I probably think is right. It, it just, like if my son decided that's, that's the way he was going to date when he got older, I would support that and probably think he's right, but, it, but it, it would be hard for me to do that. And I think women getting mad and blocking you and doing all that stuff, uh, I, I, I think that's BS. What, 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 what's your reaction to all that? I think if, if it's a big deal to you, because in some of this, if you're 28 and money's really tight, it's a big deal to you, you should say that as you're getting ready for the date. What's your dating style? How do you like to do this? That's good, yeah. And so uh, if they get offended by that or, or say something you don't like, pay attention to their answer. And people, people will let you know who they are. Yeah, that's really good. I like that. Dear Winter, should we all sit down and write a letter? Let's talk about it next. It's Ron here with Mitch Weeks from Mitch.loans. Mitch, it's interesting, as the interest rates have risen, many people thought, oh, well, there'll be a bunch of inventory that comes on right at the first part of 2023, and then things will level out. That didn't happen. Inventory remains tight. Interest rates remain high. Why would that still be a good time to buy? Well, now's a great time to buy, and that's because rates are going to drop, and we're going to see a feeding frenzy. Right now, there's a huge stagnant hole in the market, and that's that 700k to 1.2-ish million dollar home. And all the people living in those homes right now either refied or bought in a two and a half to three and a half percent rate, and they're terrified to move. They know if they sell their home, they're going to have to jump into a six, six and a half percent rate, and it just won't look as attractive. So what's going to happen is rates 
rates are going to drop and all those people who wanted to move, wanted to upsize, wanted to move for whatever reason, you know, people just like to move in life, but they don't move if there's this blocker. And we're going to see that blocker come off. We're going to see the cap come off and we're going to see a, a bit of a frenzy here. All right. So this would be the time to buy and then replace the rate uh, once it drops with your new program. Yeah, we've got the rate and replace program. You can buy now and you can refi free of charge, free of the lender fees. Um, and we'll take care of those for you. So great deal. All right. Check him out online at Mitch.loans. It's not a .com. It's Mitch.loans. All right, you guys, welcome back to the Ron and Don Show. Don't forget, if you need us, we sell the sound. Uh, our home of the week, we'll tell you about it before uh, we're done here. If you need us, reach out, ronanddonsitdown.com. We can sit down with you today, and we are regional realtors. Two million people have clicked on this podcast, a huge social media following, thousands of people on our newsletter. And so we are here to tell people about your home inside the MLS, like all realtors, but outside, no one can tell your story like we do, and that's why we sell regionally. We usually sell quick, and this year we have sold over. So it's very, very interesting. We've got some great, great, great results, and we know how to get your home ready. So let's sit down today, and then I'll come out, sit with you, walk your property, and we'll talk about a strategy uh, for filling your money, your pockets up with money and uh, getting on with life, like I just talked about. Sometimes the transaction needs to happen now, and, and I'm going to be doing one of these transactions uh, probably in the next couple months here or uh, on the springboard, as we say, in Real estate, dear winner. I, I, should we, should, it, it's interesting. I, I remember, and she was very open about it. Uh, Kim Shepard, who worked with us at Cairo, was our anchor there. After Tony Miner, she, she would sit at her desk, and again, this is nothing that she hasn't written about. She would sit at her desk out in the newsroom, and she would have these shiny lights on her. And so I asked her one day about it, and she said the lights help her when it's really dark out and depressing. And I can, I can remember feeling depressed when we were still in the studio at almost seven o'clock and you look out and the sunshine was out and you're not out there. And then sometimes we'd go on at three o'clock and by 3.30 you'd look out and we would look in the traffic camera and just see all the gridlock. It's completely dark, rain is dumping, clouds are hanging. It would go on for weeks. The Seahawks sucked. The Mariners weren't playing. Uh, the, the the Supersonics had left. The Kraken weren't here yet. The date you just went on didn't pay half. Yeah, <laughs> UW was zero twelve. I mean, it was, the, the Cougars. What it was? It was bad. Uh, and I I can remember her sitting there and sharing with everyone that these lights and the things that she would yeah, do full spectrum lights. Yeah. So so and and she would ride horses. I would go trail running in the rain. I learned that that's what really helps me in the winter months is, is you'll see me outside even more walking Charlie even more. Uh, anyway, it, it, there's an article I just read that maybe we should sit down and we should get these things out and, and write a letter to winter. I felt like doing this the other day. I'd taken my son on Tuesday to school of rock while we're up at school of rock. I get not one, but two flat tires on the way to school of rock. So I'm dealing with that. And then I say, I'm going to run into the Fred Meyer and get dinner while I'm in the Fred Meyer. There's a woman in there screaming. They have five security guards at the Fred Meyer up there now because people just walk in and take stuff. She walked in, she took all this stuff. It was very interesting because she's, she's African American. She's yelling the N word at him. He's white. He's yelling at her. They're all yelling. I mean, and, and all they can really do is they can't do anything with her. The police aren't coming. You can't put them in handcuffs. They can just walk in and shoplift. And all they can do is kind of get around her. And she walked out of the store. She grabbed a bunch of chicken and all that. And she took it over to a bunch of other people that were kind of huddled around. 
And it was it was so disturbing. My son comes out. He sees all this. Uh, we're up in Greenwood. We get in the car. I'm trying to ignore it. We're talking about her 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 mental illness and her reaction. I drive around the block, and then I've never seen anything like this. The the Fred Meyer up on 85th. The tents are lined up for days. Thanks, Bruce Harrell. <laughs> when you moved all the tents out, because uh, baseball came to town in the All-Star game, it was a tube of toothpaste, man. You just pushed all them in the derelict RVs. They live on 85th uh, behind the Fred Meyer and all are just for blocks and blocks and blocks. All those tents that you see, you see in the Ballard Commons, at one point they had 116, and that thing's been fenced off. They can't reopen the park. That's where they all are. So so I see that. I'm driving home. Again, I keep putting air in my tires. Uh, luckily, I had some stuff that I could put in them to try to help seal them, which it didn't, but at least kind of got me to where I'm going. Uh, and then I come out the next day. Some other things happen. Someone breaks into my truck again. A couple of weeks for 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 everyone. Always, it seems like every three weeks someone's breaking into my truck, uh, and they go through there and they go through all the same stuff. There's You're no, definitely having seasonal affective disorder. Yeah, there's nothing to take. And in these past couple of days, it was very rainy and it just it just kind of sucked. And there there was other things that happened. And and I just I just kind of looked at that. And, and sometimes you go to bed and you wake up here in the Northwest and when the sun's out, it makes a big, big difference to me like today. And what I try to do and I show my son is we always pull out the calendar. We say, okay, the 10 day forecast and we'll look and we'll see a little sunshine coming up in six days and we kind of pin our hopes and then we make a plan to do something on that sunny day. So this weekend is that weekend. Um, that's kind of how I deal with winter. And then also knowing that Ron and I are going to go to a tropical place with Gunner. We're going to get in the water. We're going to have masks on. We're going to swim. We're going to do some cool stuff. That helps me just the anticipation of not being in all of it. But when you're in all of it, man, it's it, sometimes it's really rough. How do you Are you, you going to write a letter to winter? Because this article basically said, sit down, yeah. act like winter is a human being. Uh, or an entity and write a letter to them and like getting this out uh, in written form can help you yeah. with expectations. I write a lot. When I went to therapy, I wrote for six years. I still write. I, I write every morning. I light a candle. I do all that. So I, th- I, I think I write about it. I have to be really careful sometimes in my writing because sometimes I write too much and it makes me loop and then I'm, I'm stuck in it. And so writing something, it's, it's interesting. Some people can write something down. Like I, you could, you, you turn me onto something really cool, uh, where Paul, why don't you explain Paul McCartney real quick and the, and the gentleman that he sat down with, cause you, you, he's, this gentleman sat down and interviewed him about 150 different songs. And now it's on a podcast. And the thing that Paul McCartney does when he would start writing, the writing never stopped. He would loop. And that's how he created these great songs, him and John. That happens with me sometimes in my writing. I'll start looping instead of leaving it. And so I've had to learn to write and leave it. Uh, but I, but I do think it's a valuable tool. Yeah. I think that, um, people deal with winter doldrums differently. It, it definitely affects me as well when it is just raining sideways and you can't see anything and it's super dark. Even lately, like sometimes I'll go to bed. I'm like, ah, oh, man, time to go to bed. And I look at the class like it's 745. <laughs> Like I'm going to bed. It's and it's like yeah. okay. I guess I'm going to bed at seven forty five because it feels like midnight to me. Yeah. So for me, my solution and it's probably a little bit different than some folks. But you know, I'm a single man, no kids. So like I can. This is one of the reasons why I pay these membership fees. 
to be a member of these travel websites because you'll get an email and it'll say, uh, you know, plane ticket to the Bay Area special, 99 bucks. And you'll go, I, I, could, I can afford that. So you, you all click on the link, and even if it's just for a weekend, I'm going to fly to L.A. for 99 bucks. Uber, uh, Uber car, though, there is 179 to get to the airport now. Right. Yeah. So, but just saying I'm going to go somewhere where there's more sun, yep. uh, even if it's just for a weekend, that, that always helps me. And, and being able to do it spontaneously uh, helps me. That's why I've been trying to – I've taken, gotten back into skiing the past couple of years. Because you can, like, if you does coincide with a day where it's going to be sunny, like getting outside yep. uh, and skiing for a little while. But it, it is definitely a thing here. If you um, are, that those full exposure lights for some people, I tried that. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't super effective for me because my eyes are so sensitive. But um, it really helps a lot of people. Yeah. And they sell them on Amazon or wherever and get that full spectrum sad light, the uh, seasonal affective disorder light. That seems to, to really help for yeah, people. Yeah, Kim said it was great. Real quick, Paul McCartney. I've really enjoyed listening to There's a that new podcast. podcast out. It's from uh, Malcolm Gladwell's company, Pushkin. It's called um, Paul McCartney, A Life and Lyric. Life and Lyric. Yeah. And it's, uh, he sits down with a poet from Ireland or Scotland who has one of the best voices I've ever, ever heard. Ever. Such a great voice. His pipes on this guy are amazing. And they talk through a song, one song at a time, but the Pushkin folks go get archival sound and uh, supporting sound to create. They're, they're really, really good. So I think I've listened to four of them. We did uh, Eleanor Rigby. He talked about back in the USSR um, and a couple songs I was unfamiliar Penny, with. Penny Lane. Uh, Penny Lane. I haven't listened to the Penny Lane one yet. That just came out. There's yeah. one that uh, where it was a solo album when he moved to the country. I've been listening that, to that, that one. That was pretty cool. When, so, he, when he when he and Linda he had bought this old farm he forgot about. And she's like, let's go fix up the farm. And he's like, well, it's a piece of whatever. And then they went, they went out, they fixed up the farm. And it's, it's a song about being out on that farm. Yeah. So it's, it's a Paul McCartney, a life and lyrics, a really great podcast. Back in the USSR was a huge surprise to me. I'm not going to, I don't want to ruin it for anyone. I was, I was, I'm blown away by the level of his sophistication and how, how, how do, how do a group of boys with George Harrison uh, and I, I'll even include Ringo in that because Ringo did some writing and some singing and some entertaining. But but back to George Harrison, a lot of the great music that he wrote, there there was no room for it. So he 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 went out and wrote it and performed it. What a songwriter and how thoughtful where all those songs came from. And then you think of what Paul was able to do. You think of what John was able to do. How did those guys, all his little boys, that 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 are so great at the, that like, same thing. How did, how did that happen? Genius can be contagious. Like you think about them, you think about you too, you think about Radiohead. Like if, like in a modern day sense, it's like, how did Tom York, uh, find four other guys to do the thing that they've done since teenagers? You know, it just, it doesn't make any sense. You too. I think we're in the same high school. You too went to the, yeah, they went to the same high school. So, um, I, I think when you find a like-minded group and dedicate yourself to it, genius can emerge like that. Uh, and so it, it's pretty remarkable though. It, it doesn't happen often, but when it does, it's pretty special. Yeah. You, you, you realize his intellect and boy, he's 80 now. And he sounds better than ever. I want the guy that hosts it to just do a podcast of 
talking. I could go to sleep to his voice. <laughs> He's a remarkable. Yeah. So, hey, yeah, hey cool. you guys, thanks for listening to this episode of the Ron and Don Show. Uh, we have a house that was sold, boom, in Bothell. And people always remind me, I spell Bothell with one L, and it's supposed to be with two. So Bothell, I'm sorry. We sell the sound, and specifically, we're selling Bothell this week. It's our home of the week. And if you want the MLS number, the beautiful pictures, Ron, why, why is this home Why is this home back on, and, and what do you like about it? Why should people check it out? Uh, the buyers uh, could not perform when the tank came down to get their earnest money in, so it's back on the market right now. Uh, this I like houses that have a 13,000-plus square foot lot. Yeah. Um, if you've ever lived on a little tiny lot, or like I live in a condo right now, my quote-unquote lot is about 50 square feet where I have some plants and planters in front of my place. Yeah. But when I'm at this listing and have 13,000 square feet, it feels really nice. So if you're looking for a big lot, single floor, double car garage, you could definitely put a shop in there. Um, it's got a shed out back, a little arbor where you could walk through and set up your grill and everything. Um, a really big sort of L-shaped uh, kitchen. It's not an island per se, but like a breakfast bar, um, stainless steel appliances. Like it's, it's a nice place. I like the primary because the primary has a room off it that you could use. It's an actual bedroom. You could use it as this, this primary is a bedroom. You could use it as an office. You could use it as a nursery. And then it also has its own primary in-suite bathroom. And then there's another bathroom that has its own in-suite bathroom as well. So there's three bathrooms in this house and lots of bedrooms, lots of room, a huge living room, fireplace. Uh, and the primary is an addition that is just fantastic, you guys. So it's on for just under a million dollars. We have a full inspection. And as Ron and Don sell the sound, that is our home of the week. So make sure you reach out to Ron. Ron at, uh, I'm sorry, Ron at ronanddon.com. Uh, our homes sell pretty fast. So make sure it's not sold. And if you don't have a realtor, we'll take you. And if you have a realtor, uh, we'll send them the information inspection too. Just reach out or have them reach out. Okay. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ron and Don Show. When you need us, reach out. Ronanddonsitdown.com. I've had a lot of people reaching out about short-term, long-term, 30-day rentals. Uh, we help a lot of investors right now in this market put a little more cash down, do a two, three, two, one buy down. You're not going to pay an 8% interest rate. You're going to refinance a year, two years, three years from now. When those interest rates come down, you're going to get a deal right now in this market that other people aren't going to get. And then it's important to get in there, do your work after the fact before you rent it out, especially if you're renting out a second or third door. Uh, we're doing that at a property on Queen Anne right now. This year, we went over in Newcastle, Tacoma. We just went over in Burley. Uh, we're seeing lots of cash, and we're seeing lots of people in the Ron and Don Nation very active, and lots of people outside the MLS that hear about it on this podcast. Two million clicks. There's another realtor out there that can sell the sound like like we can. All right? So if you need us, reach out. RonandDonSitDown.com. For Charlie the Dog, you'll hear from my son in a moment. He's Ron Upshaw. I'm Don O'Neill. Follow us on those socials. Also, I want to thank our good friend Paul for producing this show in Ireland. And our good, we should go see Paul sometime, shouldn't we? He's in a band over there. I love it. Have you heard his band? I have not. <laughs> I bet they rock, man. I want to thank Alex that does all our show, socials. John Baker is coming on because uh, we're putting this whole thing on TV, R&D TV, Sell the Sound. You guys are going to love it. I want to thank them and also Mara. 
Uh, and Lily. And Lily, yeah, our new buyer's agent. And one of them is fluent in Spanish. And I'll tell you what, it's not me, but I'm working on it. My son is teaching himself Spanish and Chinese right now. He's teaching himself that. I love that, you guys, and we love you too. Till next time, here comes my son. You keep your head up and your shoulders back. You've been listening to the Ron and Don Show only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Now keep your head up and your shoulders back and keep blowing that trumpet, and we'll see you next time. Only. 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 On the Ron and Don Radio Network. Only.